Zimbraconda is a proud supporter of Wisconsin Badger Athletics. If you're looking to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Honda, buy local. Part of the Madison community since 1973, Zimbraconda's customer service is second to none. Experience it today for yourself. Shop local. Shop Zimbraconda. Live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. You're listening to the Jump Around with Jim Rutledge on 100.5 ESPN. Get on with it, baby. This is the Jump Around, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutler is with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. You can get into the show, 844-770-3776, at Jim Rutledge on Twitter, at Jump Around 105, at underscore Jesse Nelson. All different ways you can get into the show. We're going to tell you how you can win a free car from Coors Light and Madison's trusted Kia dealer, Metro Kia of Madison. And uh, we'll get to uh, a little Badger women's uh, hockey talk a little bit later. Love, uh, love the goal, love the watching it. Everything about it was fun, and I'll get to that uh, a little bit later in the show as well. But I think we got to start with Badger men basketball, and it was a weird run here as fans initially were. I mean, the hype. And the trash talk, as I just want to take everyone through the social media experience as I'm watching these games, was remarkable. And I reading the tea leaves through social, and mainly through social. So it's obviously, you got to take that with a grain of salt. But wow, you would have thought the Badgers had beaten Michael Jordan's or Jerry Stackhouse's or, uh, I don't know, anyone relevant uh, when North Carolina was a premier program. You, you would have think that you would have thought that the uh, the Badgers had beaten one of those programs. Now North Carolina is still a blue blood, but still Carolina's right there with the Badgers. They were one seat different. So uh, that victory and the trash talk after that victory was shocking. People telling me I got to apologize to Brad Davison. I think Brad Davison owes me an apology. But anyways, the the whole thing that was crazy. Everyone got super high after that victory. Trash talking Baylor. Trash talking to everyone, talking about the path to the Final Four. And I was sitting back thinking like, yeah, the Badgers could play a perfect game again and give Baylor a run for their money. But the one, the most consistent thing about this Badger basketball team has been their inconsistency, especially shooting the basketball. You can't count on Brad Davison even getting half the amount of points he got in that first game uh, consistently. Dimitri Trice, love that guy. We're going to miss him. But... And then Potter and Reavers. I mean, these guys have been up and down really for the last year. Even you even say last year because last year's team in the beginning was bad. And then they put it together. So a lot of mixed feelings about this Badger team. So then fans, I I guess, started getting on the Badger team as far as their performance this year. And then this always bothers me. The, uh, the fan police come out, start shaming you for having opinions on the Badger basketball team, which is ridiculous. You can have opinion about the Badger basketball team. You just can't cross the line. You cannot be, you should not be, and you should cancel your yourself, close your social media. Don't be tweeting at these kids. Don't be sending them direct messages. Don't be 
ripping them personally. But if you want to say that the collective group of Davison, Reavers, Potter, uh, Trice, and Ford didn't live up to the expectations you have as a Badger basketball fan, and you're frustrated by that, and you want to pick on their overall play as a basketball player, that's fair game. Don't make it personal. Don't make it about them as, as a student or anything else. This team, this is what I'll say about great guard. This team, great guard got out of this team exactly what I think you could get out of this team during their time with the Badgers. The problem with great guard running the Badger program is that the players aren't good enough. He's coaching them just fine. I would say he got the most out of these kids you could get out of these kids. But that's the problem. But I'm not here to dunk on the Badger basketball team. That was Baylor's job. Nice. You like that? I mean, wow. That was night and day. I know the Badgers made a little bit of a run, but they were at arm's length. Basically, the Badgers lost to Baylor the way that Illinois lost to Loyola Chicago. I mean, it was just arm's length the whole way. Yeah, little bits of runs, and you can make a case. They're like, okay, a couple more things break their way, and the game uh, can go the Badgers' favor. But they're just not good enough. I mean, you saw the guard play. They were swallowed up in the first half. And a good coaching adjustments from Greg Guard and the overall team for executing it. But I did post a question earlier today on the jump around. What grade would you give this team? And I just put it up there as an A, B, or other. Because I do think there's something to, look, Howard Moore had a tragic accident you know, with this team right in the, right in the stretch of this senior group's Badger career. Uh, they had the controversy with Kobe King leaving and the uh, racial comments made by the strength and conditioning coach, and they had to work through that. Then they had the pandemic. They had to play this whole year with essentially no fans. So there needs to be a special uh, provision with this team. We, need to, we do need to apply a curve to this team. We need to look at them through a different prism because you couldn't ask much more out of a team on an individual, a personal level than what this team did. They gave you their heart. Here, Davison, Reavers, Trice, Ford, Potter, all of them, I guarantee you got every ounce of basketball ability they had to give. Now, could those other things we just talked about affected how much they could give? Yeah, maybe that's the case. But those players maximized, I think, everything they could have done. I think this group maximized everything they could have done as a group. They just weren't good enough. And that's okay to say. I don't want to, I think it's unnecessary, and I think it talks down to fans. I think it's condescending to shame fans for saying this team isn't good enough. It's a privilege to have high expectations. And all we're looking for, for as Badger fans is back to the Bull Ryan days where you'd be mad if you didn't make the Sweet 16. And I think that's a fair expectation to be back to the days where you're going to be mad if you don't make the Sweet 16 and finish in the top four in the Big Ten. That's not the expectation. Most Badger fans would say, Meh, this is exactly what I thought they'd do this year. And we've talked about the danger of lowering expectations, Jesse. But with this team, I'll ask you first, and we'll get to the poll question. And again, you can chime in, 844-770-3776. What grade would you give this Badger basketball team? I'm keeping you, the caller, to the same rules, though, as my Twitter, and you, the person on the talking text line, 844-770-3776. A, B, or other. If it's below a B, just say other, because I just don't think it's this team has gone through too much and realistically, the worst other you could give would be a C. You could say they were average on the court. But I don't even want to see because when I grade on this curve, they were average on the court, and then what they did off the court made them above average. So that's the way I look at it, Jesse. But out of that scale, what would you give this team? I would give them an A for the character that they show. 
I would give them an other for their performance on the court. That's how I would assess this Badger team, uh, or this senior class. What they did, and, and I, I don't know how you can blend the two correctly to come to a, like an overall grade point average, let's say, but... I mean, what what they did going through COVID, bouncing back the adversity a year ago, Howard Moore, Kobe King, all the way into this year, and all the 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 dedication that they had to show to the school and to the program to not have a shutdown at all this year due to COVID reasons when many other programs across the nation did at some point have to shut down. It's extraordinary, and Coach Gard talked about that after yesterday's game. Like The dedication that this group has shown to the University of Wisconsin and to following the rules and being where they needed to be in order to put themselves in a position to succeed, growing as men, like it was an incredible job that they were able to do, and it's always going to be a special group because of that, and they should be proud of it. Now, that being said, they got one NCAA tournament win in four or five years, depending on what kind of senior you are. And I think best case, you want to project it out, you could have said they had three in four or five years. Because, yes, they didn't get to play in a tournament last year. Most likely, they were hot. Sweet 16 is a good middle spot. You say, you know what? They win two. They're we'll- probably on pace for a four or five seed, maybe a three if they get hot in the Big Ten tournament, keep it yeah. going. But yeah, they, they weren't going to be a two. It wasn't right. going to be like all these teams that are losing this year. So like- I just think, <laughs> yeah, so I think we can just project they would have had two more. So three yeah. and four or five years is not what you're looking for. It's not the expectation the Badger fans have set for themselves. These expectations are a privilege. It's a privilege for great guard to coach a program that has a fan base is expecting high play. Now, it's actually a sweet spot for Badger Bat because I think their expectations of being a perennial top four team in the Big Ten and a perennial contender for the Sweet 16 and seeing what happens is a fair expectation. I think Badger football has a little bit, at times, an unfair expectation. Badger fans are trying to clamor for fi- for getting into that playoff with four teams. That's that's a lot to ask out of the Badger football program in, in Madison, Wisconsin. This isn't Ohio State. Like, that system is set up for the Blue Bloods with only four going. The tournament allows it, and this is what Bo Ryan did great. He always gave his team a bite at the apple to make that Elite Eight Final Four, almost every time. The the last time I remember the team feeling like got no shot was when they had Trayvon Hughes at point guard, Marcus Landry, Joe Krabinoff. And that group, Krabinoff's an assistant on this team. Tim Jarmus was part of that team. That group is good guys, They they and they played hard. And again, they maximized what they had. But it was just a recruiting mix of recruiting misses, miss, you know, not fully developing the players. A couple things didn't work in their favor, and the team looked down right there. And, and Coach Garda said, "This is a a monumental moment for the Badger program, and it is just like back then. That was a monumental program. Now, luckily, they had Lure and Nankaville and Taylor ready to take the reins. And you had Bruzewitz and you had Bergeron, and you had." Uh, obviously, Brust and Gosser and, and Decker and, and all these other guys. And all of a sudden, the program went up. And you still had Nigel and Bronson hanging around. And then even in Ethan Happ. What I wouldn't do to see Ethan Happ down in the post taking his game back to 1985. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> After this? At least you got an all-Big Ten player. You're going to miss this team, Jim. No, no, I won't. Uh, You're going to miss them. Who, who am I missing? And I, I don't, I don't want to get into this. I want to be above the line today. I love Demetri Trice. I'm not going to miss them because they've all played here for 700 years. I've seen this team play for a very long time. I just want, and we get into that after the break here, I just want to get into what this team could look like. And I'm okay with it. This team next year could be incredibly young, and they might miss the tournament. But I am excited for the opportunity 
and the hope that comes with youth. There's going to be failures. There's going to be hope. And it doesn't mean they're done with youth. The, some of the youth they have has high ceilings. And getting the minutes, I think, is important. And I, I don't want to say the seniors shouldn't come back. But I'd, I'd like to see these kids get as many minutes as possible. Let's see what we got out of this group. And let this group be the ride-or-die group for Greg Gard. So I think it's a fair expectation. And I, I, I think I've realized this over the last few years, but it's taken me a while to really come to the full belief in it. Wisconsin, in both football and men's basketball, should be one of the top 16 teams in the country. Yep. That is a fair expectation. And if you do that, you put yourself in a position to potentially make a playoff run. And worst case scenario, you're still considered one of the best in the Big Ten. Yep. Bites at the apple. Top 16. And that's where the sustained success has been for the better part of two decades. Until recently with basketball. And you can take a dip every now and then. And, you know, you can have a year where football goes seven and six. And still stay in the top 25 conversation. Everyone's happy. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Right. So that's what disappoints me now looking at the full body of work for this senior class on the court. Again, yeah. separate from everything else, which I don't know how easy it is to try and provide that distinction. But on the court, you just never got the results you were hoping for, especially come tournament time. So losing in a 5-12 to Oregon two years ago, that was tough because they got just run out of the building. Didn't make the tournament the year before that. That was kind of the year that if there was ever going to be the year where they were down and needed to rebuild, that was the year. So that was understandable. And then last year was kind of a tough draw because of COVID and the pandemic shutting it down. You don't know how well they would have done. But to 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 not be better than they were at the end of this season shows that the progression just wasn't there enough from a lot of these players to get the results that's come to be the expectation for Wisconsin men's basketball. And so I I love what the character of the team has been, but moving forward next two, three years, you got to start to see results in the tournament. You got to be, a t- I'd say, a top six seed because, you know, seedings can work out a little weirdly sometimes. You got to be a six or better. You got to get a couple of wins. You got to get to the second weekend. That's the expectation for Wisconsin men's basketball. Have a chance that second weekend of the tournament, Loyola, uh, Alabama, uh, Arkansas got a win yesterday. Uh, that Those are the kinds of teams that I think it's fair to be comparable to. Yep. Like you, you got to be in the mix, in the conversation for the second weekend of the tournament. Yep. Top four in the Big Ten will accomplish that goal. That's what Bo did all the time. That accomplished that goal. That puts you in the position to realistically think you can make Sweet 16. And then you have an opportunity to get some of those um, – Upsets based off matchup. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. This is the Jump Around, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.